Hi. Welcome back to the podcast, folks. That's right. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 2, one minute at a time. My name is Tyler. And I'm Condra. We're in the same room. Holy smokes, folks. And we're here today to talk about Minute 13 of High School Musical 2. Minute 13 starts out with Fulton explaining that he's got the designs in his office for the new trophy case or the expansion to the trophy case, and ends with Sharpay explaining that singers have come from the science labs, or the chemistry labs, excuse me. Chemistry is a field of science, I think, that would be a... But she was precise with her description, so I want to recognize that. True, yes. Sharpay is nothing if not precise in her language. She's fabulous like that. Yeah. Anyway, so we're here at the country club, still. Still. For the rest of the movie. We just, this is where we are now. <laughs> well, it's Groundhog Day. Again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I found when I was re- when I was getting my movie watcher back to where I needed to be for this minute, I noticed we missed something very important in the background of the last minute. A giant portrait of the Evans family just hung up in the lobby. Yeah, you, you showed me this and it's very, it's very tacky. It's very disturbing. It's like... It's like all of them were in separate locations. They took photos of them as individuals and then photoshopped them together on a plain red background. Yeah, it's weird because it's like a painting, but it's like photorealistic. It's like one of those like screen painting prints you get at like Target or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Ryan's doing this weird pose. It's weird. Yeah, I just needed to point it out because I didn't, I, I noticed it this time and I got pretty excited. I was like, this is a weird gem of a background that who has that now? Yeah, yeah. That's what I want to know is where can I get that painting? <laughs> and can I hang it up in my living room? <laughs> yeah, so we're finishing this Fulton Sharpay stuff. Sharpay getting, overseeing, she's basically getting the morning report a la Lion King Here's the lowdown of what's happening in the country club today and this summer. Yeah. Of note is this hiring matter, which she has tasked Fulton with. To do with discretion, nonetheless. Yeah. So presumably this is Troy Bolton being called by Mr. Fulton. See, I told you the names are too close. (laughs) And so presumably Sharpay wants Troy to get hired. Presumably she doesn't want Gabriella to get hired, which... (laughs) Troy was very keen on, so we'll see what happens there. It's quite the scandal if it's all discovered that Sharpay is the the founder of this weird hiring the f- To the founder of the feast indeed. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not talking about dead Tiny Tim. <laughs> yeah, we, yesterday we watched the Muppets Haunted Mansion. And with, dear God, it was good, people. It was very Watch good. Watch it. It does feature a ghost of Robin as Tiny Tim, so... If you're into dark humor about Tiny Tim from The Christmas Carol actually being dead, then this this movie's for you. Well, I mean, there's a whole, like, fan theory of The Christmas Carol, or I don't know if it's a fan theory, but, like, a theory that Scrooge is dead, and he's, like, in his moments before he, like, dies, and you have that, like, life flash before your eyes, he's also, like, reliving, or he's experiencing possibilities of what could have been. And, like, he's dying. And that's why he, like, makes up these characters. He's like, oh. So is the end of the movie he he, he is alive or is no, dead? No, he's dead. <laughs> because it would make sense to me that, like, oh, he, he was dying. And then he, the whole life flashing before his eyes thing is, like, the metaphor of the ghosts. 
and then he wakes up suddenly and is alive oh, that, that, and recovers. And then that might be what it is. I know there's just like a, a thought po- process about Scrooge being dead. But we're not talking about Christmas nor Halloween. We're talking about summer and the country club. Yeah, so Sharpay praises Fulton for his efficiency, which is a very, like, managerial thing to be praised Again, a precise compliment. And Ryan... He's doing some background acting. He was handed one of the trophies um, just because no one else wanted to hold it. And so he started doing bits with the trophies like, oh, what if I got a trophy? Oh, this is what I would be like if I was standing on stage. Thank you. You're too kind. He says, no, stop it. Yes, and then they Sharpay yells Ryan, and he puts it down and scurries off. Scurries is a good word. And then we get a time jump. Don't know how long, but probably a short one. Well, it's the sort of thing where someone walks off screen, and then we cut to someone walking like in the same direction on screen. Yeah, but with a costume change. Yeah, so it's one of those fast moments of editing. And so, yeah, we see Sharpay and Ryan in their bathing suits, their summer fits. Yeah, the theme for the summer is pink and white, except Ryan has a peach hat and he's got like greens and blues in his shorts as well. So it's not like the pure pink and white that Sharpay and her three, as they're called, the Sharpettes. Oh, really? (laughs) Okay, so yeah, so what happens is Sharpay and Ryan walk out in their little outfits. They're wearing sunglasses and uh, Ryan's in like a white shirt and swimming trunks. And then these three other girls walk up and... They're presumably like Sharpay's lackeys or... The Sharpettes. Yeah, the Sharpettes. Yeah, and their names are Emma, Jackie, and Leah. We find that out because Sharpay is instructing a no longer lifeguard named Javier to place them in particular locations in relation to where Sharpay is sitting to the east of them. Presumably so she... Or of her, so presumably she can get the most sun and they get... Yeah, she instructs Javier that Leah, Emma, and Jackie Jackie are to sit east of her on her on her shay. What is the chair called? A shay. A shay. But if it's pluralized, then you say chaises. I don't know. I don't know. Shay lounge. They're using. Yeah, I think that's different. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's like an indoor one. That's like the one that you see in the haunted mansion, the changing portrait of the lady that turns into the the tiger. That one that she's laying on. It's got like the one rounded side. It's almost like what Romans used to eat when they were laying. Okay. Eat what they were laying down yeah. on. So yeah, this is just like a basically a padded lie down beach chair. Like yeah, it's just like a a, a chair it's a that you chair. yeah a poolside chair like that all the hot ladies would sit on if you were in the sandlot and that you mm. were a twelve year old boy ogling. But these have more padding and not those awful plastic strips that you get stuck <laughs> to. And you're like, this is the worst. But the plastic strips are fun. Are they? Well, this is a fancy place, so no plastic strips here. Yeah. So, Leah, I I always try to say Michelle, but that's not one of them. (laughs) Emma and Jackie. Emma and Jackie are your your three favorite sidekick appearances. The redhead, the blonde, and the black one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, let me introduce all four of these folks. Um, Javier has his moment in the sun, but we get the lines, or a collective, Sharpay, from the girls first, so I'll introduce them. 
I'll go in order that Sharpay talks about them. So Emma is the blonde one. Uh, she's played by McCall Clark, who actually has an appearance in another movie with Lucas Grabeel called The Adventures of Food Boy. I have no idea what that is. I don't know, but it sounds fun. It looks like he's a little younger in the, in the screen I'm showing. So it's a little, slightly earlier movie. Yeah. And The Jerk Theory, which we've talked about like a long time ago. I don't remember anything about that. And I really tried to dig into it, but I couldn't find anything on it. So... Just throwing that out there for the the listeners at home that have been listening to a while. The jerk theory arises again. And next we have Jackie, who is the African-American. She is played by Tanya Chisholm, who also isn't in a ton of things. um, More than the other two, we'll say that. But she's in like Big Time Rush, the TV show. She's got a reoccurring role. Really, that's it. She's got some like other TV spots on some Disney stuff, but But nothing. She was in an episode of Corey in the House. Oh, boy. And she's in two episodes of Veronica Mars, so. Wow. Yeah, these all folks just, they're, they're very background and, and tertiary characters. I'd, I'd even call them quaternary. Well, I'm going to call them tertiary, just because I know their level in the movie. And then the last one, the redhead, is played by Kelly Baker. She makes appearances in both this movie and the next one. What? She's just a dancer in the next oh, one. okay, so. okay. And Javier who is the former lifeguard, is played by James Tuilavela, and he is cast as a principal dancer slash Javier in this movie, so we'll see him dancing later on. Yeah, just for the record, his name is spelled J-A-Y-M-Z, in case you didn't have something to get angry about yet today. That was someone's... That's someone's name, Tyler. You can't... Yeah, I feel like I'm on board with making fun of weird spellings of names your name is tyler yeah which is a which is a name spelled how it's commonly spelled the the thing the thing that i'm making fun of is taking a names and trying to say oh but what if we did it different now normally this is something that we make fun of white people for so that it's normal it's normally more okay than this person who appears to be hispanic but yeah, in general, it's like, like, oh, I'm naming my daughter Michaela, but it's going to be M-C-K-E-A-E-L-A-E or something like that. That is the brand of humor that I'm trying to engage in. I just don't know if you're succeeding here. <laughs> so they are all in that pink and white theme, but their own kind of versions of it. One of them's got like a white dress with red spots on it, or might be even red apples. It kind of looks like apples on her dress. Uh, They all have matching flip-flops. They're all like low, flat flip-flops, and Sharpay's in these like massive wedges. And it's just like, yeah, they they obviously follow Sharpay. It's very apparent from the get-go. Like when Sharpay sits down on her chaise, they all sit sideways next to her facing her to ask her lots of questions yeah it's uh i was gonna compare to the what the evil stepsisters but i don't know what what trope is this engaging in i feel like this is like a mean girls you've got the queen bee and yeah and the background ones i i don't i wouldn't call it mean girls mean girls like the movie by tina fey starring Lindsay lohan because Gretchen has her own power in herself that gets overshadowed, but yeah, but it's like it's but like, it's like that it's that like there's a main bully and then there's the background bullies. Or yeah, I even think it's just like a way that TV and movies depicts like female friend groups is that there's like the one main one and then like the three ones that all basically have the same personality. I think this happens in Pleasantville, which is a, a parody. So like there's. 
the Reese Witherspoon like main girl, and then she has her like friends who are named like Mary Beth, Mary Sue, and Mary Ellen, I think Mary Ellen or something like yeah, so yeah this, yeah. this sort of like triplicate personality type thing. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it's not like it's a surprising thing or anything, and it's seen like very early on. It, it's like a pretty staple to television. I think it's kind of waning out, though. I feel like you get more of the standalone bully, and maybe, or maybe it's a pair, but it's not like a primary and and a bunch of lackeys. I mean, it's just hard to cast all all those people. I guess I don't know. I I feel like movies and TV and storytelling in general has gone to a way of like each person has their own story, so let's only give as much time as we need to explore all the stories. It's kind of. I was thinking at first, I was like, oh, that's Azula, uh, May, and Ty Lee. But it's like, no, because May and Ty Lee actually have disparate personalities and yeah. they're their own beings. We're referencing Avatar The Last Airbender. The perfect television show. Yeah. Yeah, so as they're chatting, she's also talking to Javier about like how she wants her Shay's position and how he wants how she wants them rotated. And he's like, "Oh, I've been promoted thanks to the kind words of your mother last year." But he's still wearing a lifeguard. Yeah, outfit. I don't understand this part because he's not a lifeguard. He's not the lifeguard anymore. He's a let maybe he's like the captain lifeguard, so he's not out on the pool. Yeah, the he's time. not like sitting in the same spot, but he technically is still a lifeguard. Yeah. Or or it could be one of those things where, like, to dampen the shock of the transition, because this is another name she knows. She does not look at, there's no name tag here. She actually knows this person. Going along with my point that Sharpay actually cares about something here. She, like, is a, acutely aware of her surroundings as a means of controlling well, it. Well, it's also clear that, like, Javier's, like, the cute boy that she wants to stare at. So it's not really, like, a positive thing, again, in, in this sort of, like dynamic of owner versus employee type thing i i think maybe he's still dressed in it to take down the shock like to tamper the shock he's like oh i won't be here but someone who looks similar to me will (laughs) yeah again it's this sort of this the replaceability of the staff and so sharpay sits down and starts talking to her the ladies the girls the sharpettes about her summer or her year and how the summer will be about redemption yeah so one of the one of the sharpettes ask what's the theme of the talent show uh, leah leah okay she's the redhead okay uh, yeah, asks the theme of the of the talent show and sharpay answers redemption like that's a theme <laughs> It's well, it is a theme, but not a theme for a talent show. Yeah, yeah. It's like when the Met Gala has a theme, and it's like, yeah, but how am I supposed to dress like that? That's an <laughs> that's an abstract concept that you're trying to make physical. So they get ex- a little excited about the prospect of redemption, well, and then Sharpay. They would have gotten excited at whatever she said. She could have said torturing puppies, and they would have been like, okay, yeah, great, let's go for it. Like, yeah. <laughs> She then goes to explain, though, how her year has been trying and that um, the drama part, the department was invaded by outsiders. Yeah. So Ryan was like, look, there's a nice cut to Ryan when she's saying that. And he's like looking at her knowingly being like, you're so dramatic. (laughs) And I appreciated that a lot. But I was thinking and when she says that one of them like clutches their like where they would go to clutch their pearls. To metaphorically clutch their pearls. It, they theoretically could have pearls in this scene, but they don't. Yes, because pearls and chlorine do not mix. <laughs> uh, 
But I was thinking about this because I'm watching a lot of Mystery Science Theater 3000 right now. And I like thought of the concept of, okay, what if High School Musical was shot like a bad sci-fi movie in which a drama department was invaded by outsiders? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, so you have the the science lab people are like the weird like the aliens that do things with acid and yeah and then the 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 sports people are like the the, the soldiers coming in with their with their big muscles and yeah Sharpay is like this protector of the arts yeah and who, she's helpless and is like oh yeah, no I need help I, I'm being I'm being overtaken by these scientific and more athletic beings beings they they can't be reasoned with but somehow she prevails. Because presumably she gets the next role in the next play. We don't know. Because there's nothing after uh, Twinkle Town. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, it, it depends on if you were thinking that this movie is just like based on the plot of High School Musical, but then becomes its own thing. It or, goes beyond it. Or, or is just that sort of thing where you like edit a trailer to make it lo- a movie look like it's a different genre than it actually is. Either are possible. Okay. I was just thinking about it when I when she said it, uh, invaded by outsiders. I my first thought was yeah, sci-fi, bad sci-fi invasion movie. of the musical snatchers. Ooh, yeah. So you don't have to make that the title. It's just no, but I do like <laughs> it. So yeah, that, I mean that's all I've got. We're we're about to transition here. Uh, it, it's becoming obvious. It's building towards something. Like we're getting up to something right now. Yeah, it would be weird if they just sat in their chaises. How do you pluralize chaise? I, I th- is it like fish where it's just chaise? I think she says chaises at some point. Oh, maybe she does. If they were just sitting there and like you just see her <laughs> flipping a magazine and then like cut to another scene. Or fade to commercial. Yeah. <laughs> what if she opened the magazine and she was like reading an article about... Herself? Either herself or like about how smart Gabriella is. Oh, and that would make her angry and she'd throw it down and be like, this is my summer. Or she could like, or she could like jump in the pool and then we could have a smash cut to something else. Okay, hold on. I was going to talk about this next minute, but you brought it up. So I'm going to just go for it now because we got a lot to talk about next minute. I know she's not dressed to go in the pool. She's got giant jewelry on. She's got like bangle bracelets. She's got like really big shoes that would involve actual time to take off it's not like they're slipping yeah you can it's not an expectation that she just immediately jump in the pool she can take off her hat we didn't talk about the hats oh let's talk about the hats they are very kentucky derby they are big they are good for protecting the face from the sun yeah which does not seem to be the point because they're all like oh let's sit down and enjoy the sun yeah but you don't want to get the sun in your eyes i suppose i think one of the Sharpettes has, like, this really gaudy, like, pink, like, it has, like, fur or, like, weird, like, stuff on it. It's very hard to comprehend. There's, like, feathers. It, yeah, it's it's got, like, wh- whatever material, like, a veil would be at. Like, like lace? Yeah, like, it's, like, like, lace all wrapped around it, like. It's much fancier than the other twos, who are also got big bangle bracelets, although none of them have necklaces on. Although yeah. one of them's got quite the hoop earrings. But yeah, they're all dressed to the dressed to the nines, but you can take off your accoutrement and just jump in the pool. But like I guess that would mess up their hair. Yeah. Alright, that's all I got. Me too. I didn't even take notes. We just watched a minute, so <laughs> that's literally all I have. 
So people can find us on the internet, on the Twitter, at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally, at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. You can send us an email to AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. And rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or whatever. Google Play, Spotify, wherever you're listening right now. Oh, yeah. Um, I realized we had not plugged that in like a super long time. And I was like, hey, let's let's say that. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. I have been Condra. And I've been Tyler. And we'll catch you next time for a fabulous minute of this podcast. You can bet on it. You say that with such forlorn. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, it'll be fabulous.